Thank you for your company. The 2019 Australian Training Awards Presentation Dinner is to be held this Thursday, the 21st of November. This is where we find out who the winners are, and this is a big deal. According to the official government website, commencing in 1994, the Australian Training Awards are the peak national awards for the vocational education and training, which is also known as VET sector, recognising individuals, businesses and registered training organisations for their contribution to Skilling Australia. For School Pathway to Vet Award, there is only one Queensland finalist and that's St James College Brisbane. To have a chat about this, we have the Principal of the College, Anne Revgetz, on the phone. Anne, how are you? I'm very well, thanks, Andrew, and it's a delight to be here. Anne, can you tell us about the significance of getting this far for the college? Andrew, it's very significant. Um, this is a college that it has uh, students from many cultures and many backgrounds and in that we are seeing huge um, outcomes for the college in terms of students coming in at a certain level and exiting with their career pathway and their dream in their hands. So the process, you're a finalist, the only finalist in Queensland. In fact, I believe the uh, other two finalists are from Tasmania. So explain to us just how uh, significant that is. It's very significant. Um, the Australian government uh, has the category of school pathways to in vocational education and training. And so the people who enter into that are from all over Australia. It's a direct entry. But it's a very rigorous process to get to the final stage. And so with that process and the submission that we put in and the evidence that we had to provide, We've been through a series of steps. Uh, the second step was actually having an evaluator come to the college to actually look at it, what we have said we have done to look at that in action and to ensure that the quality and the outcomes are as we have um, put down. So in, in terms of that, the next stage is interviews, which will happen in the coming week, which again... Um, based on the criteria that, that the government has in this area, um, we will be judged against those criteria. So the, the leap from uh, being accepted and then becoming a finalist, is that the biggest part or is that the biggest leap compared to actually winning? Oh, yes. Um, to be in a finalist at, at the Australian national level is like being a finalist in other areas at a national level. Um, we're very, very proud to, to be there, but it, it means that what we have put forward was considered to be at that benchmark of the criteria to be good enough to be a finalist. And, and that's what we're very proud of, that we have been recognised um, for the work that's been done in the college over a long period of time in terms of the data, in terms of the outcomes, and in terms of the impact on these students, on these families, and the impact on community and industry. We've had quite a bit to do with you, Anne, over a long period of time. You've been at St. James College, Brisbane, uh, for about a year now, and you've definitely consistently displayed a passion for every student uh, achieving the absolute best that they can. Going through this process, what is the benefit to these students and the parents as well? Well, the benefit is that the students come out as confident young people. 
They come out with transferable skills, which is absolutely essential for our economy and the future. And they come out as contributing members of society with choices ahead of them. And they they also come out with a sense of purpose around their lives. And um, the, it's very interesting in terms of all of the reports that are now coming out from government are actually signalling that we really do need, as Paul Keating said in The Australian two weeks ago, to turbocharge our economy in terms of vocational education and training. Students, everyone learns best when they combine academic theory with hands-on learning. You know, if you're teaching a science class, people learn through doing the experiments. So if you're teaching skills in any area, we need to learn by acknowledging the importance of, of getting our hands dirty. And, and that's when it really sinks in into the, our psyche about how we do something. You can study how to throw a basketball, but until you throw that basketball, you can't actually become good at what you're doing. So we're passionate about saying, if you want to be an engineer, it's really good to get a certificate to in engineering uh, because you've, you've got your hands dirty. You've learned how to construct an engine of a vehicle, which is one of our courses that we're offering. So all the way through, whether you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, a business person, a carpenter, a plumber, all of those skills are very important. And the more that you can get exposed to vocational um, immersion, um, the more likely you are to find your passion, your purpose, but also to come out at the other end feeling really confident that that you're on the way through to, to achieving that dream. And as an employer, the, an employer is looking for a very broad range of skills. And those skills include um, our technical skills, our enterprise skills. And if a student has had an exposure to an area, for example, in terms of uh, law, we have students who've done a school-based traineeship in a legal office, or they worked in a hospital and they want to be a doctor, that they are streets ahead of the other student who's going for that. And as we see people getting more and more educated, the co competition in those journeys it increases. And so we want to make our students very skilled in many skills so that, that they can confidently pursue that goal that they have in front of them. And as you said, you pushed the students uh, collectively as the college to be streets ahead. And it's very, very clear when you look around the school, you've got students that are very, very capable, but you're also not afraid to take a student in that may be otherwise disengaged from education. Does a vet help in, in that process? Uh, yes. It, well, it's about skills training, really. Yeah. And even the word vet, uh, you know, I'm not sure in the future if that's a, a term that will stay with us. Yeah, right. Because um, we, we really need to think multi-skills. And that's why the Australian government, in running the training awards, are really promoting best practice, they're promoting innovation, and the criteria for the training awards is leading practice in vocational education, strategic planning processes, 
um, student and staff focus and employer and community focus and, and the criteria are broken down under those four headings. And so it is about reaching to the marginalised. It is about re-engaging students who, who maybe have disengaged from school. There are many students who who struggle in terms of academic learning, but when you um, actually can engage them in things they enjoy doing, that they're very good at it. So it's not always saying the pathway of, you know, what I call factory education because it came out of the Industrial Revolution that classrooms were set up and so many students put in a classroom. It, it That's not always going to engage someone. I mean, if you think about yourself and travel, I mean, travel is when people love to travel and experience yeah. different cultures, different cities. And so what's that doing? That's saying, I want to experience it. I don't want to just read about it. And so what we want our students to do is experience and learn the skills so that they can just step out and enjoy their own journey. So that means somebody that is academically gifted to the core, looking to be set, you know, they might actually be in, in primary school right now, but it's very clear that they could be on the pathway to an absolute top path, uh, ATAR result. It would still be of benefit to go through the programs that your school has in place. Yes, I mean, all schools are really trying to focus on digital literacy and digital design and learning yeah. because we know how critical those digital skills are for the future. Now, again, in, in focusing on, on digital, that's hands-on. We have certificates in digital design uh, and all of those certificates lead to skills being developed in 3D printing, in robotics, in drones. Um, so... It, it's so important. So whether you classify it under a certificate or you classify it into your um, academic learning, it's still hands-on learning. And that's why I'm saying the set of skills is so important. And so through the Australian Qualifications Framework, which actually starts from Certificate 1, 2, 3, 4, Diploma, Bachelor, Masters, PhD, that's, that's the eight-step ladder, if you like. And so in that eight-step ladder, um, we just encourage our students to climb the ladder. So in climbing the ladder, there's different ways that you can come into that ladder. It, it's um, you, you can go sideways, you can go from the bottom up to the top. So that's why we want to um, look at flexible learning, flexible entry, flexible exits. And the Queensland education system has been really outstanding in terms of that. It leads other states, it provides opportunities other states have not had um, the flexibility in their access as, as much as Queensland. So we're very fortunate in Queensland to have a strong agenda and school-based traineeships, for example, in Queensland, the data in Queensland is much higher than most of the other states put together. So. In terms of running a school, you can take advantage of all those opportunities and look ahead. And, and I really think probably a good uh, metaphor around that is to think of the school as a hybrid culture and that in hybrid, you're teaching skills, you're teaching theory, and it's that hybrid 
of putting it together that will take our students into many directions. Anne Rebgetsch, you talk about the many directions and it's been talked about worldwide and and that's accelerating the uh, horizon of AI or artificial intelligence and robots and computers and supercomputers being able to take on so many of the tasks that humans have um, up to this point. How do you prepare uh, students going through to integrate and be productive moving into the future with that on the horizon? Well, number one, we're a Edmund Rice Education Australia School and we have a commitment to the touchstones of Edmund Rice. And one of those touchstones, I mean, all of them really centre around the human heart and the generosity of spirit and the commitment to the community and the commitment and care of family and friends and society. So in terms of that, that human heart is what a robot doesn't have. Artificial intelligence doesn't have. And if we really emphasise the importance of self and developing self and a sense of purpose and a commitment to society and those uh, human skills, um, number one, that's going to give all of our students an edge. But you combine that with the confidence of other skills um, which are the critical thinking skills, the creative enterprise skills. Those are the skills, again, that the robots or artificial intelligence won't have because to be able to critically think very quickly, it's it's hard when you're managing people uh, that it, it brings in the heart side and the sensitivities that, again, the robot doesn't have. So I think we need to be very savvy around training our students to think, to create, to solve problems, to be globally aware, to be global citizens in terms of their steps into the future. With the 2019 Australian Training Awards presentation dinner happening this Thursday, is that is that it for you and the college? What happens after that? Well, uh, it won't be it. <laughs> At the end of the day, Andrew, uh, we're we've been looked to improve what we do all the time yeah. and one of the parts of criteria in the benchmarking of the training words is is looking at how you work to improve your outcomes our school as has over 50 percent of the students who come from um, english as an additional language backgrounds many of them are refugees we have 20 asylum seekers we are working hard to get those students to gain incredible outcomes because their journeys have been so tough. Uh, the, the, the background of students who've been in war-torn countries and have witnessed uh, many of their family members killed or hurt or, or had to escape and never see them again, to help those students heal and then to find the hope and optimism of the future is one of our key goals. And that's why um, our students are different many of them will speak out. They've seen, they've grown up quickly. They have maturity and a confidence to to take risks because they've, they've had to summon enormous courage to make steps in, in their journeys in life. Our, our, our um, ducks of the school this year, we couldn't separate. So we had a dual ducks and the dual ducks, they are brother and sister who were Afghani 
um, originally, then Pakistan as refugees, and then now in Australia. But they've only been here uh, for 18 months. And in that time, they've managed to get to top of the school. But before that, in Pakistan, they couldn't attend school because they didn't have um, the papers to allow them to do so. So these journeys and stories are incredible and they're very appreciative to the Australian government for taking them in and allowing them to come to Australia. So we have many stories of appreciation and where people want to give back to society but they also want to progress and find that dream and find those skills and be able to take those steps into the future because they see education as liberation and our integration in that hybrid model really services all of our students to get, all get the outcomes that they're aiming for. And can you explain to us, with Australia taking in refugees, you've seen us firsthand, and then educating them and turning them into productive, contributing citizens, can you explain to us what the benefits are to this country in doing that? Uh, the benefits, our mantra at the school is around global learning and achieving aspirations. And globe, global learning, global citizenship, if, if we had true global citizenship across the world, we wouldn't have wars, we would have peace. And what it does by bringing in people from different countries who had very challenging circumstances, they understand, they want to contribute, they want peace, they, they want to be able to get on with their lives. You don't risk and leave what you have um, unless there's a, a really strong reason for it. And safety and um, life is, is essentially the biggest part of it. You want to survive. And so what we do and why it's important um, is that by making them feel part of our family, the, the St James family, or the Jimmy's family, as we call it, <laughs> um, making them feel part of that family, giving them confidence to say, yes, you can step out and, and grow as a, a citizen. And then mixing together with different cultures, many of our students speak um, three languages or more. And by the, the students coming together in different cultures, um, it, it allows them to uh, understand others, to make peace, to gain skills, to understand about countries, to understand about economic enterprise and to um, enable them to work together. And, and really it's that collaboration and working together and have a confidence around countries because as the students say at St James, when you come to St James, you make friends with the world. And we have a small world. Um, connectivity and communication has made it a very small world. Uh, so in, in terms of that, we're equipping our students to take those steps, but the contribution back from the people that have come to Australia as refugees is, is immense. Um, and we had our graduation ceremony on Thursday evening and to see those families and how happy they were um, was truly inspiring. So those benefits are very, very much uh, they're, they're enjoyed also by those that aren't refugees, by those that, um, you know, probably have a fairly ordinary family and community life 
to come to the college, you're saying that they get a great benefit out of coming into contact with refugee students as well. Yes, because we don't just have um, refugee students who come straight from war-torn countries. We have students that whose parents may have been refugees and then they've grown up in Australia. We have students, we've got 70 international students who've come from China, Vietnam, Korea and other um, Asian countries mainly. And those students are, are really contributing as well. So it's it's a quite a balanced world in terms of where people are coming from. It's all over the world. And that means in terms of um, ourselves and keeping ahead at the forefront as as the leaders of the school, we have to be one step ahead of our thinking and be creative and, and say, well, how are we going to lead them to really great outcomes? We've just spent a week travelling to China in September where we signed five sister school agreements uh, with in three different cities in China and visited those schools. And, and that was a, a really wonderful experience to see what they're doing in Chinese schools and um, but also to be welcomed so hospitably and to have a great interest in the exchange of ideas and the exchange of educational outcomes. Uh, we had 16 professors and teachers come to our school who are in Brisbane at the moment, um, who are from China, and they have a partnership with TAFE, and they're learning what TAFE does in terms of making it more of a hybrid culture in terms of the shaping of school outcomes. So they were very interested in what we do and said it's wonderful to see that integration. Wow. For the 2019 Australian Training Award presentation dinner, we wish you and the college all the best. Thank you very much for your time and Rev Getz, spending it with our listeners. Thank you, Andrew. And I just would like to acknowledge our staff and the community of the college They've worked so hard and they're so committed to our students to make this happen. And so I'd like to congratulate them all. And, uh, you know, we, we know we've made it by being a finalist and we're looking forward to celebrating that. And if we win, that's an extra bonus. But it really is the recognition of our whole community. And thank you very much, Andrew.